Hey guys, this is Ivan from New 95, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Hey, you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. I'm Bruce Moore. And I'm Chris Seegers. Well, that was kind of a lame, uh, I'm Chris Seegers. I'm a bit hungover today. All right. Well, anyway, (laughs) today we've got Ivan from New 95, and uh, stay tuned, and we'll see what he's got to say. Did you have a chance to check out these guys? Yeah, I just, che- I just checked them out. There's not a lot of information on them online. No, no. I even sent their publicist an email asking for some stuff, and he said, look about their you know, Facebook, and that's about all I got. Yeah, they had a singer and a drummer. They parted ways. They got new, two new people. The end. But, but the, it's actually well-recorded. I mean, that's the, what you had said earlier. The, fucking re- the recordings are just like, they have that one song, Fake Friends, mm-hmm. which really isn't like my style of music per se. As a recording engineer, I was my mind was just like, "What the fuck just happened here? How does how is that even possible?" Right. And then the other video they had up is um, what's that one called that I'm listening to right now? For what it's worth, and uh, the recording is still quite good. It's not as good as the as the other one, but it's still like unbelievable. Yeah, good stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to talk to him. It'll be kind of fun. Do they have any more music than just these two songs? Oh, this is all I could find. That's all I could find as well. I mean, I guess we'll have to ask him when we get him on the line. Hmm. Did you, uh, what, are, what have you been listening to this week? Oh, dude. I'm listening to a band from Canada called The Tea Party. I don't, you never heard of them. Oh, man. Okay. They were a really big 90s band in Canada. Mm-hmm. And, they they had lots of offers for record deals in the states because they're they're fucking huge, like selling out arenas in Canada and in, really and, and in Australia. Oh yeah, and record companies came calling a lot to them, mm-hmm. and uh, they they wouldn't play the American record label game. They didn't want to change their image. They didn't want to you know record with big producers. They didn't want to do co writing. They just wanted to do what they do, and no one, no one in the states would let him because the the singer kind of looks like Jim Morrison, and a lot of people think he sounds like Jim Morrison. So, and, oh, really? And the music is kind of like Led Zeppelin-y, um, but they're like a hard rock band. Yeah, just put on so, put on the song like "Save Me" or "The River." They're crazy. All right, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's. Un- I'm sending you what I've been listening to right all week. This is it's an. I mean, the record came out this year, I guess, but this is fucking amazing. If you're not hip to uh, Unearth, you need to be. They're a band out of Boston. This is like record number seven or eight. Fucking crazy good. What is it? Centra- Unearth. Yeah. Here, let me that's just, what I've been listening to. I'm just going to yeah, hit play. Just give me a second. Let me check it out. Yeah. My God, that's insane, dude. I gotta. Yeah. I'm going to actually save this video. Where do I save it here? save it there we go that's that's been i mean it's an older record i think it's probably six eight months old but that's what i've been jamming on again all this weekend i got that video this morning was like holy shit that's a good way to start the morning and i don't know how into the the rap thing you are but there's this band called twisted Mm -hmm. t-w-i-z-t-e-d i I think yeah they uh, i've seen them on warp tour they're kind of they cross over a lot into the metal world i don't know what the connection is, but super good, dude. They oh. wear like white face paint. They're kind of, uh, I don't even know how to explain it. You just got to look them up. Hardcore oh. rap stuff. That's what I've been jamming this morning as well. Yeah. I, there's some rap that I really like. Some of it I'm not um, all that into. 
Uh, but like old Nas, I really love old Nas. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just looking for a tea party song here that you could check out. They're so fucking crazy, man. This band. I like, can't believe it. Like they're that big and we've never heard of them south of the border. It, oh, it's fuck. They're huge dude in Canada. They're not as big as they used to be cause they broke up and now they're just kind of getting back together and putting out new music. But like, yeah, they're massive Like in, in Canada. Like, I saw them play it in, you know, 18,000 seat arenas. Easy. Really? Oh, yeah. It's funny how, I mean, I think of the United Monday. States. Monday.com is like a platform to manage any team and any project. Oh, yeah, no. Moving down here, I used to think that too, but when I moved here, I realized just how different these countries are. They're so different. Yeah. It's, uh, it was a culture shock. But, you know, it's, it's not so different that you're like, I can't deal with this or it's so weird. It's just, there's certain things that you're used to that just don't exist down here. And I'm sure the same would be true if I went back. Oh, sure. If I went back, I'd be like, what the hell? But how does music not cross the border? I mean, if they're that big, how does it not like, you know, somebody down here even hear about them? Well, even look at a band like the Tragically Hit from Canada. Have you ever heard of them? I mean, I think I may have heard the name, but I've never heard them. They, they, they would, they're, they're Canada's band. Like when, when the singer, they announced the singer had brain cancer, he was going to die. They did a final tour and, and the CBC, which is kind of like the BBC, but it's Canada's mm-hmm. national broadcaster. Mm-hmm. They broadcast their last concert and the whole country shut down. They had movie party, like viewing parties in parks all over the country. The prime minister really? was there. Oh yeah. But, but before that, they would sell out like 60,000 seat stadiums in Canada. Really? And they never made it down south. They had a record so, I mean, they had a record deal down here. They even played Saturday Night Live, but they just didn't take off. One of the bands I really liked from the old days and actually saw them years and years ago is Triumph. Oh my god, that band is just killer. Yeah. I mean, I I saw them live back in probably like 83 or 84 and I have a couple of their records on vinyl. I love them. Yeah, no, Triumph is one of my favorite bands from that era. Here's a oh, okay, tea- I got that link. Here's a Tea Party song. And um, this is their first single that they ever put out. And like <laughs> when, when they, they had done an independent record and mm-hmm. they sold like 35,000 copies of it or something. Really? So when they got their, um, when they were getting courted for a record deal, the singer, he's, he's got a big freaking ego. He's a big ego guy. He mm-hmm. told the label, well, I'm going to produce it. I'm going to record it. I'm going to do everything. The label's like, yeah, sure. You can do whatever you want. It works. And he had never produced or recorded anything in his life. Nice. And uh, so it took him a while, but he got it done. I mean, so the sound quality is pretty strange. Like, it's definitely a different sound. Right. But, man, when I saw them live the first time, these guys will go from, like, they'll be playing a rock song. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, the lights go down, and they come back up, and everyone's on, like, like hand drums. And he's got, like, weird Egyptian guitars out. And, like, oh, fuck, it's just crazy. I have to check him out. Yeah, let me see. I even learned some stuff on this show as well. Hey, Ivan, how are you? Pretty good. How's it going? I'm doing well. Can you hear Chris or see Chris? Hello. This might be the first interview I do from someone in a car. (laughs) Are you driving? No, I'm actually, uh, I was at work, so I just went outside to my car. Okay, cool. Have you, have you checked out earlier editions of this podcast yet? I was actually just listening to the last one y'all did. Uh-oh. Uh, I'm not, I can't remember how to say their name. Visenya. 
Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So, so then you know this is sort of like a podcast about nothing. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I noticed that the questions were a lot more casual than other questions. Like, usually it's like, tell me about your album. But Oh, yeah, no, this is nothing like that. This is a way for people... Well, for me personally, this podcast is a way for me to discover new music. I'm kind of new to metal and, and, and stuff, so I'm kind of learning about bands as, as we do this. And uh, okay. other than that, it's just conversation. Let people get to know you and uh what, have some fun have some fun hell yeah okay all right, all right. so tell me about your album no <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah well i mean i can't <laughs> no so the one thing chris and i were just discussing earlier or just before you got on here is the production quality of the record oh it's how well, uh how did go ahead no you go how did that come about? And I mean, where did you guys record that? And what was the uh, the process like? Um, well, it was kind of weird. Before we recorded the full album, we did release uh, fake, our song Fake Friends and For What It's Worth. We recorded those two a while back. And um, we actually recorded those at a different place. So then this time we decided to go with someone else just because uh, he's actually, the guy that recorded us is actually, he has a band called uh, Outlining Color, and they're pretty similar to our style, so, and he has been recording them since day one. So after hearing their recordings, we were just like, hell yeah, he's, he, he knows what we're going for because he plays similar music. And uh, so his name's CJ Cochran, he's from Oklahoma, and uh, it was that was really awesome. Like, he has just a home studio, but it just, you could feel really relaxed in there because it was just like a, like sitting on a futon, everybody <laughs> recording their parts. So it was a really fun experience because you didn't really feel pressured. We were there for like, actually, we didn't have a whole lot of time to do the album. We did ten songs in about a week. Oh my and, god! Um, yeah, it was it was pretty it was pretty hectic at times, but that whole process was awesome. And CJ just has he has a really good ear, like. He helped us come up with a few parts that we would have never even thought of. Like, at the end, he, like, thanked us. He was like, thank you for actually letting me be a producer and <laughs> taking my advice and not just being like, no, we're going to do it this way. So it was fun collaborating with him and everyone else in the band. It was, it was pretty cool. That's cool. So that I you know guys you're... Are, that's cool that Sorry. you guys aren't afraid to work with a producer. There's a lot of bands that that really get stuck on, you know, this is my guitar sound or this is my drum sound this is the way we're doing the part and the producer says right. well you know what about this and they're like how dare you you know <laughs> <laughs> no yeah, that's one thing we told him we were like dude straight up if we do something and you think it sucks tell us because we don't want to we don't want to put out a crappy album so <laughs> yeah is this album out already no it is actually it's going to be coming out july 12th we're doing an album release show in dallas at uh the ruins or the ruins but uh cool. and then following that we're gonna do a little album release tour too so it's, it's gonna be fun nice where cool. are you going um well right now we're still planning it uh we're, we're kind of running short on time but i believe they said that we're gonna announce it later this week maybe so, but I know we're hitting all the major cities in Texas, especially since, uh, I mean, we're from Dallas. So we're, we're starting in Dallas and then we're going to do Houston, uh, Austin, 
probably San Antonio and El Paso. And I think we want to go up to maybe New Mexico and uh, Colorado as well. So Cool. But like I said, we're still planning it all out. Booking shows is a bitch. Are you, oh, yeah. Are you guys booking yourself? Um, we are working with an agency, so it's kind of like half and half. Yeah. Uh, helping each other out. Oh, that's yeah. good. Working with... Uh, man, I book shows... I used to be in a touring band and I book shows and it is a bitch. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I had to cut my work schedule down from five days to, to like two or three just to mm-hmm. be on the phone and on, well, you know, it was kind of email was just happening at the time. I'm giving my age away, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it was just insane. The amount of work that you yep. got to get done and the contract signing and then they tell you they're going to have it back to you tomorrow and then they never get back to you and you're like, what the fuck, yep. man? Yeah, yeah. we just booking our hometown show for our release has been a nightmare. Like everywhere <laughs> that we've tried to book either has something going on or didn't respond. And like, so that it's, it's definitely a process. Yeah, I hear ya. Bruce. So the pop punk space is quite crowded. What do you think sets uh, new 95 apart from the, the rest of the pack? Um, well, uh, one thing that I personally think sets us apart a little bit is one problem with pop punk is I feel like a lot of songs start to become about the same stuff, (laughs) like parties and your best friends and doing hooligan stuff. So like on this album, we really try to, every song somehow relates to one of us in the band personally. Like, uh, actually two of our songs, uh, our lead guitarist, Grant Yoder, he actually wrote the lyrics for two of our songs. So it was really cool. Like we have one song that's about like a shitty dad choosing drugs over his family. Um, we have songs about never giving up on your dream songs about, past relationships good relationships bad relationships uh just things like that i i guess and uh, also we all come from different backgrounds kind of like i've always been more of a heavy more of a metal background and then yeah graham and grant both came from like green day and like more pop punk so i feel like we have a pretty good mix that sets us apart a little bit okay so at the end of the day i don't know if you can answer this but what do you want your fans to walk away with? Is there a takeaway after listening to a new 95 record? Um, I guess I would just want them to like, just, I want them to be able to feel that it really means something to us. Like none of the words I say are just like, none of it's like a filler. Like none of it's like bullshit to me. It's everything means something to one of us in the band. And we just want, even if it's just one song, just for one other person to be able to relate to that specific subject. But, uh, I mean, our whole thing also, too, is just positivity. Um, I try to, even even our songs that sound kind of negative, just try to see the positive in every situation. Okay. So one more, Chris, and I'll let you jump in. But... Have you, do you have an experience or a story you can share with us about uh, a song connecting with a fan or a performance connecting with a fan? With a fan? Yeah. Um, hmm. 
Well, I know that, like, one song, I think it's funny how many people tell me they can relate to this just because it's kind of more of a paranormal-type song. But uh, one of our last singles we released is called The House on Ridgedale Drive, and uh, I actually wrote that song about my grandparents growing up lived in a, a pretty nice big house in Garland, Texas. And um, I used to always just get creeped out in that house, like... There were just, like, certain parts, like, staircases where you just, like, felt awkward, like something was going to grab you or something. And um, whenever they finally moved out of that house, my mom told me that they used to legitimately hear things in that house. And my grandma, my grandparents were always really religious, so my grandma had a priest come and basically exercise the house. No way, and, really? <laughs> yeah, cool. and after, after that happened, nothing. They, there were never any sounds or anything until the day they moved out. And um, supposedly my uncle went back to the house after everything was gone and he heard stuff again. So I just thought it'd be cool to write a song about that experience. Like, And uh, I've had so many people tell me, like, oh, that's such a relatable song. Like, <laughs> And I'm just like, really? <laughs> I mean, it's about an I exorcism. Guess a, <laughs> I guess a lot of people have some weird crap going on in their houses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Man, a lot I really of people need their song. <laughs> maybe yeah. I need a maybe I need a priest to come over. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I didn't realize there were that many people that need to exercise their house, but no. Yeah. I mean, I exercise my demons daily, but I mean, you know. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Chris, uh, where can we get your music? Like, I was looking, I was searching for you guys, and I found two videos online, mm-hmm. and that's all I saw. I didn't know where. Like, there's. I don't, even on your Facebook, I didn't see where I could go listen to you. We should have... We, we just released our fourth official music video on YouTube. So there should be four. There's Fake Friends, for what it's worth, The House on Ridgedale Drive, and Brick Walls and Persian Rug. Okay. So those we have those four released on YouTube, but they're also... Um, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, cool. We should we should be pretty much anywhere that there's music. You should be able to find us. Cool. But um, like I said though, our this is our this is going to be our debut album pretty much, and uh, it's not going to be released until July 12th. So for right now, there's just those four new songs, and then they do have the band does have a previous album. I'm pretty new to the band, so I wasn't on. I'm not going to be on the old okay. stuff, but you can also listen to that on Spotify and everywhere. I'm only interested in the new stuff. Right, me too. So if, if, if somebody listening to this wants to get to know you guys, which one of those four should they uh, hit first to really get a feel for New 95? I, I would say probably the one we just released. It's called Brick Walls and Persian Rugs. And um, I feel like out of our whole album, this just this specific sound that we have in this song, I think it portrays us the best of any of our songs because it's kind of a it's got the song's kind of got a deeper meaning and uh it's got some heavy parts and um and then it kind of has some more pop punk based choruses and stuff like that and uh i think that one that's definitely the sound that we try to go for mostly is that song cool okay Chris, before I go down a dark path here with oh, some, oh jeez, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you, do you have any, do you have anything else? I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, Ivan, I hope you have a sense of humor and can play along 
Oh, I've got a sense of humor. All right, so what are your <laughs> that, thoughts? That sounds dirty. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts on garden gnomes? Garden gnomes. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because oh, I got to remember what it is. Whenever I was recording one of our songs, there's a part. <laughs> I say you're, I say their daddy built this broken home. But for some reason, everybody changed it to Garden Gnome. <laughs> Shit, see, so, I didn't even know there was a connection, and now I found yeah. it. So I am totally down with Garden Gnomes. I give them a 10 out of 10. That is awesome. Chris, where are you on Garden Gnomes? <laughs> they creep me out, man. <laughs> Seriously, it's a phobia. Every time, like, especially the Travelocity Gnome that you see on TV, I'm like, fuck, this guy's creepy, man. This is Dude, weird. I've always had, uh, had this weird uh, obsession with gnomes or... I don't know. Can I say midgets on this show or little people or we? Whatever I, I, mean, you I don't want to say. offend anybody. We're not going to offend anyone. <laughs> we don't have to be politically correct here, right? Fuck no. Excellent, yeah. <laughs> dude. I think garden gnomes are super metal. Come on, yeah. Uh, kind of like elves in the whole Viking tradition. Kind. Of, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Anyway, go ahead with your. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Ivan, if you're still good, why are manholes round? Do you think? Why are manholes around? That could have two meanings, my friend. Well, pick, pick a meaning and go for it. They're important. <laughs> um, man, that's a good question. You know what's funny? I'm watching Chris's response because he doesn't know well, usually what I've got prepped on the back end, and he just kind of like shakes his head. <laughs> well... I think manholes are around to keep everybody paranoid about um, Pennywise. <laughs> that, that works. I mean, I don't know if there's any kind of explanation for that. So, Yeah, that's the best I got. First interview I've ever done with someone in a car. Yeah. yeah, whatever. I mean, I guess if it's a quiet place and he's not driving, so he's not getting hit, isn't, we're all good. Isn't technology amazing? Yeah, pretty fucked up. Like, imagine doing that in the 80s. Like, oh, we got a satellite <laughs> truck out and fucking right. <laughs> huge film camera. And like, how do you do it in the car? Fuck, take the door off. You know, like, Right. <laughs> well, yeah, that worked out well. Yeah. And hope my, hope my questions aren't too fucked up. I watch your face all the time and I'm like. No, no. The manhole one just sent me down this perverse <laughs> road. I was just like, holy shit, Chris. Like, well, he uh, gave Ivan credit. He took the high road on that and didn't. Yeah, uh, yeah I wouldn't have. I didn't. No, I don't think I would have either, but so that's good. <laughs> oh, but man. Anybody listening to this, I would highly suggest going to check out New 95. Go and uh, we'll go ahead and play. We'll cue this up here and let it roll. All right, let's go. Well, this is Ivan from New 95, and you're about to check out our new song, Brick Walls and Persian Rugs. The trouble is that we have one-sided minds. And we notice the wave of life, when it is at its peak or crest, we don't notice it when it's at the top.
Happy people are still interested in talking to a bunch of schmucks. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And for anybody who's out there listening to us, um, and you care to uh, drop us a line, give us some advice, some hints, what you'd like to hear, brutallydelicious at gmail.com. And uh, we'll make sure we get some stuff going on. We got some great stuff coming up next week. I'm looking forward to uh, the uh, psychologist guy. Oh, my God. That's the one I'm really, I mean, that that's going to be a really cool kind of different take on metal that that I haven't really seen done before. So that's going to be awesome. No, I'm going to spend some time reading his papers this weekend while I'm at work and try and get a little updated on his stuff. But And I also sent you the link about the Vincent Castiglia, I think his name is. Yeah, yeah. Dude paints, dude paints with his, like, he's a phlebotomist and he paints with his own blood, but he does, like, covers of for albums for, like, Celtic Frost and all these metal bands. Oh, wow. That's creepy. Yeah. Painting it with my own blood. <laughs> That's hardcore stuff, but I sent him an email after I talked to you yesterday. I was like, you know what? This might be a cool fit. Because I don't think we need to pigeon ourselves into, like, let's just talk to pop punk or, or oh, metal. Yeah. Like, we could just, like, we just talk to anybody, right? Yeah, as long as they're involved after in metal, all, I'm in. Yeah, and it is a show about nothing, so we can just talk about whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a show about so- nothing. <laughs> Chris is getting angry. <laughs> <laughs> so if I can, I mean, if I can get him locked in, I think that would be, uh, I don't know where we'll take us, but 
that is dark and and interesting quite at the same time, I guess. I oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go. You got my vote. <laughs> <laughs> so at any rate, if you're listening to this, drop us a line because I'd like to hear your thoughts. Yeah, if and, there's uh, anything you want to hear us cover, let us know. If you want us to shut up, you can tell us that too. Yeah, but we won't. Right. <laughs> hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.